Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome Mustek back to What's Next. We are going to be talking to JP Goch, who's the head of software and cloud at Mustek. And we are very honored and privileged to talk to Darren Williams, who's the CEO and founder of Black Fog. And he's joining us all the way from California. So thank you for joining us and getting up so early. Darren, firstly, welcome to you. And JP, and nice to see you. Uh, how are you gentlemen doing this morning? Doing well. Thank you very much, Aki. Thanks for having us on. Good. Nice, Doing nice well. of you Thanks to join us. Um, so let me start off um, by uh, just talking about this particular product. And, uh, I, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because I've heard a little bit about Black Fog. And Darren, I mean, despite the cybersecurity market being worth, what, 173 billion. It's astonishing how massive this market has uh, got, but uh, we still are seeing many, many attacks, especially over the last 18 months, especially since we've had this pandemic hit us globally. South Africa has been no exception, and recently in South Africa, we've had, um, you know, issues at Transnet, we've had breaches at the Department of Justice. How are these organizations still getting caught out by cyber criminals in 2021? Well, I think it's a reflection of some of the technology that exists today, frankly. I think the uh, criminals are getting more intelligent and I think they're really uh, focused on looking at holes in the security system and clearly, obviously, the technology that exists today is not adequate to stop them. I think it reflects the growing trend and use of artificial intelligence for training and what we're seeing out in the marketplace. And uh, you're right on the numbers. I mean, we're collecting a lot of statistics as well. But what we're seeing is that, you know, existing technologies like antivirus software and those traditional fingerprinting technologies where you're effectively taking the fingerprint of the guy after he's already got in and stolen your jewels are not really effective anymore because, you know, back in the 80s, it was a great technique, you know, you basically take the fingerprints of the guys that are getting in, but when there's a few thousand, it's okay. But when you've actually got, you know, literally tens of millions of variants these days, like explosive virus growth effectively, like with COVID, it's the same problem in that you can't effectively scan. And what's happening is these cyber criminals are getting so smart now in that they're actually doing polymorphic code injection. So effectively what we're talking about there is instead they're basically wearing gloves. So effectively it regenerates its own signature every time it deploys itself so that there's no way you can use a fingerprinting database to compare the active virus with what's on your machine because effectively it's changed. So those technologies are not there. And then when you add on artificial intelligence, what's happening is that the traditional software is actually used in their training engines. And so effectively they're getting all these cybersecurity tools, putting it in their training engines and seeing which code segments actually works. And so with that, there's finding all these security holes and just training the engines accordingly. So that's when we sort of thought about the problem a little bit differently and thought, well, look, if you've got an artillery out the front of the building with all the snipers and you've got big locks on your doors, this, what, you, know, you would think that would be a great way to protect yourself. But actually what happens is the criminals aren't stupid. They're not going to go into uh, straight in front of Napoleon's army and get killed. They're going to go around it and they're going to flank them. They're going to come in, they're going to tunnel into the building. Mm. So that's when we thought, well, why don't we just assume that they're going to get in 
And then from there, what we're going to do is block them on going out. So when they've got the jewels in their ha hands, walking out the building, we'll get them and trap them at that point. And that's sort of the essence of what we talk about with Black Fox. And that's sort oh. of how it works, really. And we call that anti-data exfiltration or ADX is what we call it. Well, I, lo I love the analogy that you've just used, and I just uh, I just understood it instantly as you uh, explained that they they can grab the jewels, but they can't get out. Um, exactly, that, like that a mousetrap, effectively. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant um, and ingenious if you think about it. I mean, you you have to outsmart these uh, cyber criminals, and the fact is that you know we touched on South Africa, but in fact globally the situation is pretty bad it's not just south africa it's just globally but uh, i think that we are being targeted a little bit more than other countries um now popia for example you know the new regulation that's coming to play uh, the, you know this has highlighted the need for south african businesses to protect customer and client data at the end of the day it's all about the data why Correct. is this important, Darren? And, and how are South African businesses fearing in protecting their own data? Yeah, well, I think Poppier Act is amazingly a great move forward from the government to actually protect people's data. I mean, we've seen this effectively since the beginning uh, in Europe with GDPR and really other regulations all over the world. I mean, every day we're seeing new regulations, even in the United States. And we think that's an important step. I mean, it always has to start with regulation. And then it comes with enforcement. And then basically companies, uh, once they start getting fined and there's some uh, penalties associated with it, then companies start adapting really quickly and then they adopt appropriate technologies. You're really right in, in terms of uh, the statistics are, are amazing in terms of, uh, I think South Africa is actually, per capita, is actually affected as one of the top countries in the world. Why is that? And we, we sort of think about that a lot. You know, the United States is obviously one of the highest, but one of the reasons we think that South Africa is targeted a lot is you guys sort of leapfrogged a couple of technologies where the rest of the, um, you know, some of the more uh, developed countries like the United States and and Europe, we effectively went from, um, you know, the desktop computing to laptop computing to mobile device computing. And then we did all the financial transactions with Apple Pay and Google Pay, etc. You guys were sort of already there because you sort of skipped a little bit. For, you went sort mm. of from the desktop right through to mobile because you skipped that whole desktop intermediate thing. And you guys were really very quick to adopt these financial transactions and we call them microtransactions. So you guys have a lot more at stake because you were already sort of where we are today in America. You were already there a few years ago. So that means that there's actually a lot more, um, the there's a lot more, a uh, bigger target on your back because, of course, all your financial transactions are on your mobile devices now. So that's that's a fantastic thing for a criminal because if they go, okay, you've got all your financial transactions, then let's go and attack them. So I think these this Poppier Act, to go back to that, is really important to help protect the consumer. Um, I think it's early days still in terms of the enforcement. I know the Act has been actually you know, um, is in place, but I don't know that anyone's been fined yet um, from a government perspective. But I think what you'll see is that very quickly, once the government starts putting some teeth behind it, you'll see that companies will start adopting these technologies and get out from under the whole antivirus is enough. Because I think, you know, that's what people seem to think. And, and mm -hmm. obviously, we know 80% of the time now, 
antivirus doesn't actually work. So yeah. I think that's a pretty inevitable. So I think it's going to be great. And I think it, it's just a catch up um, is what we're looking at right now. Yeah, look, we, we've seen um, a massive, uh, you know, transformation happening over the last 12 months where many organizations are doing all their compliance that they need to do to be Papier compliant. But I think you're quite right. I see once once you have a few big fines and, and, uh, and government, you know, starts slapping a couple of people around for, for uh, you know, having the data infringement, I think people are going to get a big fright. And, and you know, we've right. seen this happen abroad. There, when you look at Black Fog, and I love the analogy that you used earlier that a new way of thinking is required in terms of preventing data breaches and maintaining data privacy why are the old ways of thinking no longer sufficient and i guess you touched on it a little bit earlier but if you can go a little bit deeper because i guess that the criminals have figured out how to break in with the old ways right and they've become a lot more sophisticated i just couldn't believe how sophisticated these criminals have become the way you described it earlier yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that. So, you know, we described a little bit of how the product works. And we, as we said, we call it data exfiltration. It basically, all we mean there is really watching the data leave the device. Because everybody's watching the data coming in. Because it's pretty logical if you think about it. You know, if if an attack is coming towards you, you're going to go stop, 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 stop. So all of the technologies that exist, you know, 6,000 cybersecurity vendors in the world today, and effectively 5,999 do exactly the same thing. They stop the attackers coming at you now there are there were some technologies in the uh, um, i guess in the early 2000s called dlp data loss prevention and it tried to sort of do a little bit of what we did but it actually sat on the edge of the network so like a firewall sits on the edge of the network it stops data leaving that way but the trouble is that with everybody actually working remotely with hybrid workforces and all these sorts of things these days we're finding that uh, you know, it doesn't really work having equipment sit on the edge of the network. It's very hard to maintain. You've got to classify data, all sorts of problems. So we thought, why don't we use that whole data loss idea and put it on the endpoint? So one thing we never talked about is that Blackfox sits on your device and all the logic sits on the device and there are no, there is no traffic leaving the device. We're just watching it. So we're packet filtering effectively and then we're watching all the data leave and then we run over that and some artificial intelligence, some behavioral analysis, if you will, and effectively we're watching like 27 to 30 parameters. And what we're doing is saying, okay, is this a bad guy or is this not a bad guy? If there is data leaving your device, what's it doing? Okay, it's attempting to do, it's attempting to actually inject itself into this process. Hey, that's not a normal thing to do. Why don't we actually have a look at that in a little bit more detail? Oh, it's actually trying to go to Russia probably a bad guy, right? So if you wrap together 30 of those types of parameters and, and, and techniques, then we're able to detect really accurately what is good and what is bad, and we're able to stop it. So we sort of call it a preventative technology. And that's sort of how we think about, you know, how Black Fog actually works. And it seems to be pretty effective. In fact, we use it a lot for privacy, um, data compliance as well. So there are lots of different ways of using this technology. I would like to point out that we also say we don't expect you to delete and, and remove any sec current security products. In fact, we designed our product to sit alongside the current technologies because we don't we believe you have to have a lock on your door. We believe you have to have that defensive approach 
but you also need to look at what's going out the back door too. So we sort of work hand in hand with the technologies that exist as well. So I guess that's a pretty good summary. I hope that answered your question. No, absolutely. I'm just fascinated by it and, and, and the, the, the intelligence that you have built in. So it picks up anything that's kind of suspicious, saying, well, we're not usually doing this. Why is this file yeah. going there? Or why is that happening? Um, exactly. I mean, Black, Blackfog focuses on preventing data exfiltration, as you mentioned, to provide that superior protection against attackers. Could you explain what data exfiltration is and how black fog protects against it? Right. So the data exfiltration or ADX, we call it anti-data exfiltration, is, you know, we're stopping data leaving the device only when we determine that it's actually bad. So effectively, these could be lots of different scenarios. So uh, in, um, insider threats is a great example. So basically, you've got a rogue employee. Um, so we basically would tell that you, for instance, have a, a disgruntled employee, you're about to leave, what is the typical thing an employee does in this situation, they will try and download the entire Salesforce database and all their contacts, and they'll try and extract a lot of information from the company before they leave. We will raise a flag and we will say, clearly this guy's up to no good. He's doing something that's very uncharacteristic of his behavioral patterns in the past based on his baseline, and therefore we will be able to detect that. And so we're able to look at a lot of different things that you traditionally can't really look at. And mm. then the other aspect to remember is that a lot of people don't um, think they're safe. They've got all these cybersecurity tools. They've, they think, oh, we can't possibly get attacked. We've got the best of breed solutions in our business. And all of a sudden they find that they're attacked because as we've seen with SolarWinds attack, the Kaseya attack, there's um, these, these um, uh, cyber criminals are sitting on the endpoint and waiting to attack and they remain latent. We call that dwell time, where they're effectively sitting on the endpoint of your device for months. Um, you know, six months mm. for solar winds as an example. And then one day they wake up and then they go, okay, let's launch an attack. And what do they do? Well, they have to communicate with an external server, usually in Russia, China, Iran, or something like that. And then we're able to detect as soon as they wake up, we're able to go bang, and we put the gates up and say, hey, this is not normal. What is going on here? And then we stop the attack from happening. And the other thing that they tend to do is they do lateral movement within an organization. So say they're on your device, the first thing they want to do is move across the entire network and, and traverse your entire system. And so as soon as they do that, that requires exfiltration as well. And we're able to, again, put the gates down, stop the transfer and spread within the organization. So lots of different ways of thinking about data exfiltration. And, and it actually applies to way more than you think. Even simple data loss, uh, industrial espionage. All those sorts of things mm. we're able to actually look at as well. So it sits on the actual device, right? Um, Correct. Could that device be a, a, a tablet, for example, a, a phone or a PC? Yeah. Any kind of device? 
any kind of device. And that's a really important point to remember that most technologies that exist, even some of the really, really large vendors these days, they all actually do the same thing and they talk to their cloud service. So yeah. when you're running even an AV solution, typically they're downloading all their all their signature databases, but the, every time they're doing an, an analysis, they send data back out of the building and they go and analyze it in this cloud service. Well, we figure that Okay, there's an invasion of privacy there for number one. And the other thing is they're actually monitoring every single thing that's running on your machine and telling central control, you know, which is the data, which is the AV vendor. And so effectively, you're basically just pushing the responsibility from your machine being private. Now somebody else knows about what's going on. So we're all about saying... Look, we don't want to tell our servers what you guys are doing. That's your business, but we will stop the attack from happening and we'll stop okay. the transfer. So th there's some sort of responsibility I think we have here as a vendor to say, look, we don't really want to spy on you. And, and this sort of goes into uh, mm. questions about how VPNs work as well. So VPNs do a secure channel between you and another entity and then do the connection to the uh. final destination. We also are able to monitor that too. So some people say, oh, well, we'll just use a VPN to provide security for our org. Well, it doesn't really. You're just offloading what you're doing and all your clicks to another provider. Well, what happens if that provider gets attacked? which we've seen mm. three or four times now. So again, now you now you have to worry about not only your divider, but what are your third parties doing with all the data they have on you? So there's a few aspects where exfiltration is involved where people, until you think about it, you, you, you just don't consider that. No, it's absolutely fascinating. JP, I want to bring you into the conversation now. Mustek is debuting its software and cloud business unit with you at the helm, congratulations. And um, you know, how, how will this new unit benefit Mustek resellers? Thank you, Aki. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's quite an exciting challenge, but I think um, more than anything else, it's quite important to remember um, Mustek's indirect business model that we've always had a lot of success with. Um, it's brought the business a lot of success in the past 34 years. And, you know, we've got an exceptionally strong customer base that is growing month to month year on year. And um, when we look at new business units or we look at new products and solutions, um, when we add them to our portfolio, it normally provides a great opportunity for our partners, especially from a commercial perspective, um, to grow in their services that they're offering into the market, right? So, um, Firstly, I, I, I think that's, that's, you know, one of the key benefits. And then one of the other benefits is during all of our years of growth, um, we've, we've really become a, um, a, a large business with edge to infrastructure all under one roof. Um, and this creates a lot of convenience for all of our partners. Fantastic. JP, I just want to ask you just to move into the light a little bit um, because I'm just I'm picking up. Yeah. Let me see if I can do that. No, that's. Got a bit of a westward. Sun coming. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Just as it is, like that. Because you, you, for a moment, you look like one of these uh, cyber criminals talking the ransomware <laughs> in the shadows, like the like the dodgy the, the dodgy look, you know. Um, so, 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 
So JB, why have you decided to bring on uh, Black Fog as part of this new business unit? I mean, uh, just talking to Darren about it, I think it's 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 a coup, and I think it's absolutely brilliant that you've got Black Fog on board. Um, I mean, Black Fog obviously brings a lot of um, reliance and uniqueness to the table, right? Absolutely, Aki, you, you, you're absolutely spot on, and I love so much. I, I, I tried to have a little chuckle by myself during the Napoleon analogy, and, and it, it was exactly that, right? So you've got 5,999 vendors out there doing exactly the same thing. When you see something unique, it's worth placing a bet on. And, um, you know, I think the innovation and the uniqueness behind Black Fog as, a, as an entity and an organization is really the, 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 the key factor that, that, that really attracted me to this, to this brand and, and obviously the business to this brand. Mm. So, um, you know, and, and, and nowadays I think um, we would be quite ignorant to say that uh, all of us are not being affected by some sort of a data security compliance or some sort of a privacy compliance, whether you're doing online banking or whether you um, are borrowing your device to uh, a family member to quickly do something on your device. You know, we, we, we are all suffering from the same things that only IT pros used to suffer from. So, you know, um, the, the, the uniqueness of this product and just the relevance in, in the market is really um, what, what, what grabbed my attention. No, fantastic. Well, look, Darren, I know the answer to your question uh, because I, I have worked with Mustek and I know Mustek for over two decades. They have a oh, wow. stellar, stellar reputation in South Africa and they're one of the most recognizable brands um, in, in the country. Uh, so I can understand why you decided to sign this distribution agreement with Mustek. Uh, um, that's my perspective as an independent journalist, but uh, why did you sign up with Mustek? Well, like you said, uh, it's obviously a, a preeminent brand, obviously, in South Africa. But one of the things we really look at when we look at partnerships uh, is obviously market presence, which they obviously have in spades, but also a partner that actually gets it, frankly. And not everybody gets this mm. approach because... One of the things about uh, cybersecurity professionals is they don't like to be challenged with their current belief structure. So if they've always thought attackers work in a certain way, they don't tend to like to adapt. And so when we look at partners, we want to make sure that they really understand the value of what we're doing and that we have a new technique. And and JP and the Mustech team immediately got that. And so it's like, oh, finally, somebody who actually understands what we're talking about here. And they said, yes, we clearly need a new technique. And you guys provide a new technique. How does it differ? And they ask a lot of really cool questions. And when we've got a, an engagement with a company like Mustech that asks really intelligent questions, you know they get it right away. And it's like, oh, man, these are the right guys. So okay. that was one of the big things. So, you know, market presence and the business side obviously is important, but just having a vendor that understands what you provide and, and, and recognizes your value means you're going to be successful. If you've got someone that says, oh, we'll give it a shot and we'll see how it goes, that's a completely different discussion. It's like, yeah, well, you don't, you don't sound excited. You don't seem like you think it's going to work. It's probably an uphill battle for us. So, um, so Mustek was obviously really looking for something and we sort of came at the right time and, uh, and, you know, and, and some great professional executives as well. And, you know, it's just a pleasure doing business with them. So, you know, yeah. I think we've got the right partner and, uh, you know, that's why we chose them. Well, listen, that's great to hear. I mean, I, I know uh, the CTO, Dimitri Tserpis, uh, uh at Mustek, and uh, I remember him telling me about Black Fog uh, a few weeks back. 
and I mean, he's like, you know, he, he takes security very seriously and the looking after of the networks. And when he started talking about Black Fog, his eyes lit up, you know, so I, I just knew that this product is uh, is pretty unique in what it does. Um, JP and Darren, I mean, what what can the market expect from this partnership, both both in terms of your go to market strategy and in the future? What 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 are you planning to do with with Black Fog in South Africa? I'll let JP start with it and I'll maybe pile on. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, Aki, I think um, apart from all the, 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 the obvious um, uh, jargon around it about growing the market and, and getting this product in everywhere, I think, um, you know, for us, a, a, a very large portion to this is, is really enabling our managed security service providers in, in, in our supply chain uh, to fill some of these gaps, right? To, so to go and close that back door uh, for the jewels, for the thieves, um, to really complement their tool sets that they are currently utilizing as a managed service provider providing services into, in, into the market. And um, I, I think this is really one of the uh, key um, strategies for us is to really focus around uh, growing that partnership base and filling those gaps in, in the tool sets. Fantastic. And from your perspective, um, uh, Darren? Yeah, I think that the um, one of the things that was really attractive to Mustech was the, actually their access to the MSSP market. And that's an important part of it because one of the things that we saw in the marketplace very early on was a lot of the tools that exist today, they're really focused on high-end enterprises. Uh, and the trouble is a lot of them require five to 10 technical staff in your IT department to actually run these systems. So we designed Blackfog to be very simple to run with one guy and so that you could have all the protection the big guys have but with one guy and so that was an important aspect so if you think about the mssp market it's perfectly designed for that market where you could go as a small company small business and there's mainly small businesses in the world they can't afford the high-end tools that's not fair because they're just as affected as everybody else so we thought well, why don't we develop a tool that's easy for these guys to actually offer as a service just for five, 10 people or 100, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then they can provide it to the end users in those companies for a very good cost-effective solution. So we, should, we, we expect that we should be able to protect our mums and dads equally as well as big enterprise businesses. So we're able to cover that gamut and Mustech has access to that market. So it made a lot of sense for us to partner, yet just another great reason of why we partnered. Fantastic. Now, I recognize the, the accent is Australian, even though you're in the <laughs> east coast of, uh, of the USA. Does Black Fog prevent Australian rugby teams from scoring points against the Springboks? Unfortunately, not. No, no, oh. it does not. Uh, no, so the, the Springboks are pretty darn good. So, uh, yes, it is Australian originally. And so uh, whilst I'm actually originally from Melbourne, so I'm not into the rugby as much. I'm into Aussie rules football. So okay. uh, that's more of a Sydney thing. But, uh, no, I appreciate the skills that involved in, in the rugby. And obviously we saw it covered uh, uh, significantly when I was a kid. But, uh, no, it's uh, very hard to beat you guys, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you taught us a few uh, lessons just recently, but we're not going to go into that. I'm still in therapy about that. 
But uh, Darren, <laughs> Darren Williams, uh, CEO and founder of Black Fog, and also uh, JP Goch, who is the uh, the head of uh, software and cloud at Mustek. Thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you both about Black Fog. I'm looking forward to seeing those results and hearing more about Black Fog as it infiltrates the uh, South African and African market. Thank you for your time and uh, wishing you well and uh, enjoy your day further in California. Great. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Pleasure. Thank you. See Aki. you soon. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.